0: A comet is discovered to be on a collision course with Earth. As doomsday nears, the human race prepares for the worst.
1: This is Ryan.
0: And this is Ashley.
1: And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood a nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards.
0: That is our podcast and that was a mouthful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I felt like it was trying to rhyme.
0: Maybe it was me the way I said it. It's
1: like the human race prepares as doomsday nears. I'm like,
0: like <laughs> Those two words do not rhyme at all. <laughs> they
1: don't rhyme but it they don't Flow either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if those are necessarily. They're not written to be read out loud. I guess. Yeah. They're just written to give the reader or the viewer a sense of what the movie means. Yeah. Or movie is. But still.
1: I want to give you two lines. Here's a summary of a two-hour movie.
0: Yes. Works for me. Hi. How's it going, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back to another great episode of Ruining Our Childhood. It's been a week.
1: It's a big week.
0: Is it a big week?
1: It's a big week. Why? For the first time since we've come <laughs> back, and we've been doing weekly polls, a movie that Ryan backed won.
0: Yeah? That... Big time.
1: Big week. Uh... Very excited. Took a long time to get here, guys.
0: <laughs> this week, guys, we're doing the 1998 classic, Deep Impact. And as Ryan said, he won. Yes. And to be honest with you guys, I expect more gloating out him. Out of him Mm -hmm. because you're a big gloater when you win (laughs) or when you do something in general. You love to talk about it.
1: Are you implying that you've heard about me and my brother winning wrestling trivia (laughs) more times than you care to count?
0: I was there. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) You still hear about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That and, you know, if you're like, I cooked breakfast this once this week.
1: That time I made spaghetti back in 2013? Yeah. Yeah. That was on CNN. <laughs> <What's>... It was.
0: <laughs> so yeah, congratulations, Ryan, because it's, it's a big deal.
1: It is. Yeah. When we get to the loser tournament, it's going to be 15 movies that I picked competing <laughs> for the number one spot. And you know what? It'll be the day after tomorrow, be the biggest loser, because it was the one movie you picked that is in that poll.
0: You think it's going to be the biggest loser? Mm,
1: yeah. When we set up the tournament.
0: I, I'm confused by your logic, but okay.
1: Yeah. It'll be the last one. Oh, okay. So i will be the biggest loser. We'll see.
0: Okay. We'll see. I don't I don't know. <laughs> so, hit us with some 1998 facts and we'll, you know, talk about the movie like we always do.
1: Like we always do. Uh we're going to go ahead and take a trip down memory road. Uh, this movie was released on May 8th of 1998. It had a budget of $80 million and it made... million Uh, big TV shows from 1998 were ER, Friends, and Frasier
0: of course
1: Uh, the number one song the week the movie came out was Next, Too Close Uh, a couple other popular songs were Brandy and Monica, The Boy Is Mine and Celine Dion My Heart Will Go On yeah yeah
0: yeah. sorry, (laughs) I was just thinking about The Boy Is Mine and how that was my literal jam. I say that a lot. I know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that proceed.
1: Was a very popular song. Uh, popular movies that came out in 1998 were Saving Private Ryan, Armageddon, and There's
0: Something About Mary. Which one do you think was more popular, Armageddon or this movie?
1: Oh, Armageddon. Okay. For sure.
0: I definitely. So I remember watching both of those movies. Mm hmm. And. Obviously, they have very different plots, I think. I mean, in the sense that the world's going to end and there's a meteorite coming yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. And Armageddon, the spoiler alert, don't they stop it? Yes. Well, they Bruce Willis sacrifices himself yeah. and there's like a drill. and
1: He sacrifices him for your get, boy.
0: They get miners to do something in space instead of teaching <laughs> scientists to <laughs> yeah. be good at drilling. Or they, oil drillers. They get
1: oil drillers and... Send them to outer space rather than just teach some astronauts how to actually drill into it. Yeah. Which Ben Affleck was nice enough to point out to Michael Bay.
0: And he points it out in the commentary. Yeah. I think the DVD commentary, and he's like, and Michael Bay told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. God. But, so, what's your earliest memory from this movie?
1: I remember actually seeing this in theater with, in, <laughs> in, Theaters.
0: I mean, you were in a theater.
1: In a theater. Me and my friend Daniel and our buddy Craig and Ian all went and saw it together. Which I think it might have been one of the first times I went to a movie with just like a group of friends. Mm-hmm. I what I remember was Godzilla came out at the same time, and like Godzilla was supposed to be this monster hit, right? And it wasn't. And we all went and saw Deep Impact, which we would always refer to as D pimp act Why? we I, I don't know i think it was ian figured out if you just shift the spacing around you get this much funnier name sure and 22 years later it sticks with us down to when we posted our poll my friend daniel immediately messaged me and said that he can only read it as deep impact
0: ah uh, 14 year olds
1: yeah that's exactly right we were 14 year old kids
0: uh I did not see this in theaters. Shocker. I know.
1: Mm-hmm. But did you watch it with your brother?
0: Probably. <laughs> I actually do remember, I think, watching it with, like, my whole family. We mm-hmm. watched it together. And the only thing I really remember from this movie was that it scared the shit out of me because I felt like it was something that was real because at the end, I mean, like, it. I guess it's a happy ending from what I can remember, but mm-hmm. shit happens. Yeah. People die. Yes. A lot of people die. So... I didn't like that as a kid. No. But I liked Elijah Wood because of the only other movie I really knew him from at the time was North, which you've never seen, which is weird. Mm -mm. Let me know if anybody's seen North, because that's an amazing movie.
1: I think this might have been like my introduction to Elijah Wood. Really? Maybe there's another movie that came out when I was a child that I'll be like, nope, it was that one.
0: He was in a lot of movies. Yeah. (laughs) Even when he was really little. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe. I
1: uh, don't know. I'm gonna pull up his IMDb and be like, "Nope, definitely I, remember this I, movie, this movie, this movie."
0: And I do remember some other people in the movie, but I'm really excited because I I know there's a random cameo in it, mm-hmm. and I don't think you remember that this random person's in it, so I'm excited for you to see it.
1: No, I I told you the three people I remember in the movie, which are probably the you mentioned Main Elijah house. Wood, yeah, Tellyon, and Morgan Freeman, and that's it. So. Mm-hmm. I might have seen it a second time after I saw it in theaters. Maybe we rented it or something. But I don't know. I don't know. So I, I think it might be this might be my second watch through on it. Oh, wow. But I, I do remember enjoying the movie.
0: Yeah, I've, I've watched it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I do like end of the world type movies mm-hmm. because I think they're scarier in general versus horror movies. Like from a young age I've always felt horror movies are pretty predictable yeah. for me. But the sense of like a worldly event just, you know, killing off people or you know, that's that's kind of scary. And yeah. right now it's a little it's a little close to home in the sense that if you think that a pandemic is scary, which it is for me.
1: I'll say it's not fun.
0: Yeah. Do you think this movie's going to hold up?
1: I ooh, hmm. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to attribute it to the CGI.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well.
1: I don't think there's going to be particularly bad acting or anything like that. I mean, obviously Morgan Freeman's in it, and I've always enjoyed Elijah Wood. But I think that's going to be the downfall of it. It's going to be bad CGI.
0: I completely agree. I think the CGI is going to be bad. Again, I feel like... We're a little more jaded now as a society, and I think there's going to be some aspects that are really cheesy Mm -hmm. as far as, I don't don't know how to explain it, like, just probably with dialogue and the feeling of the end of the world, like, I think it's going to be a little cheesy, but I definitely think, I'm interested in seeing what the CGI will be like. Yeah. I feel like I watched this maybe 10 years ago, like, randomly on Netflix or something by myself when you were, like, working late. Because okay. I was like, oh, it sounds fun. Yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I don't know if it can hold up to the action movies of today.
1: It'd be interesting to even go watch, like, I think the most recent Into the world one that I can think of off the top of my head was 2012. Which, with, that you know, we saw? Yeah, that we saw with, yeah. with Jonathan Cusack. Mm. And seeing if that one even holds up, you know?
0: Yeah, it probably doesn't. Probably no. Maybe the CGI a little that came out in like 2010, right? Or yeah, I don't think.
1: It, I was going to say, I don't think it came out in 2012. Yeah, I think no, you're right. 2009 sounds correct.
0: And it's kind of funny to think like 2012 was so long ago and that was like, that's the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, 2020 is just going, haha, you're funny. <laughs> you're hilarious. Oh, you sweet baby angels. <laughs> anyway, I guess we'll go ahead and hit that
1: nope 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 where can you stream this
0: oh damn one of these days
1: one of them days you'll get it right
0: so we don't own this which is great because it's on netflix yeah and it's also on sling if you subscribe to sling tv um and then you can also rent it pretty much anywhere for 2.99 so that's cool we don't own it but luckily Mm -hmm. netflix has it yes so i'm very excited i always love that
1: yeah i was gonna say i'm very excited (laughs) that it's actually on a free streaming platform well not free but well that we already have yeah exactly
0: um so now i guess we'll go ahead and hit the pausey pause and we'll be right back to talk about deep impact or as ryan likes to say
1: d pimp act
0: (laughs) nerd alert okay bye. bye
1: Okay, and we're back. We just finished watching Deep Impact, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories.
0: Like we always do.
1: Thank you. And our first category is Well, Hello There. Well, Hello There. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors and actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was a bunch.
0: There are so many. <laughs> I left certain people off because I just, they weren't that big in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I saw people in the background. And I'm like, eh, they barely have lines, so.
1: <laughs> it was the first one that she noticed.
0: Uh, the first person is in one of the first scenes is with Elijah Wood, and it's Lily Sobieski, mm-hmm. who plays Sarah, which I guess is Elijah Wood's character, Leo's girlfriend.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. They never really say until, spoiler alert, child marriage happens. Because I was kind
1: of under the impression maybe there was that A little bit of a crush going on, but then they accelerated it.
0: Yeah, because I feel like in the beginning, she says something about another boy, and he was like, oh, you're really going to do this with him? Like, maybe they were just friends at that point. But, you know, time accelerates. I did see, though, that in the trivia that their parts were bigger in the original cut, Mm -hmm. but because I guess an early special preview was released and it didn't test well with audiences. So they actually cut back their scenes. Really? Which makes sense because they're actually really not that much in the movie for Elijah Wood being, I guess, credited higher than some other people.
1: I think I had it in my head that they played a much bigger part in the movie. Yeah. So when I kind of watched it, I was like, they're really not in that much of this.
0: Very, very true.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Who was your first one?
1: Uh, my first one was Mike O'Malley. Yes. Who, when we were little kids, he was the host of Nickelodeon
0: Goods. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, but he plays Mike Perry, who was Leo's science teacher. Um, but he was Kurt Hummel,
0: I believe. Um, on Glee. On Glee. His dad. Yes. And what was he in recently? Oh, The Good Place. Yeah. He plays the like the gatekeeper between The Judge and mm-hmm. Earth and stuff. I always
1: liked Michael Malley.
0: Me too. Yeah. Uh, my next one was Tia Leone. hmm And she plays Jenny, who is... At the beginning of the movie, she's like a researcher for like, on-air talent. And then she gets a promotion. <laughs> uh, but, but she's been in a bunch of things. We've talked about her. She was on uh, League of Their Own. Yes. Uh, Bad Boys, Madam Secretary... Yeah,
1: definitely. i trying to think of things that she was in that we didn't mention, but you mentioned the movie that we just did, yeah. and then also the two main things that I remember her from. Also, Fun. this.
0: Fun with Dick and Jane. Oh. A Jim Carrey classic. Yes. I don't know if it's a classic. I always liked it. Though. I always liked that one as well. I think I only saw it once, though.
1: I think I might have saw it twice. Oh, you I just, would. I remember I had a co-worker that would imitate Jim Carrey singing I'll Believe I Can Fly endlessly, and it drove me insane. Fun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who was your next one? My next one was Vanessa Redgrave, who yes. played uh, Taylor Leone's mother, Robin. Jenny's mom. Jenny's yeah. mom. And I recognize the name, but she's not been in a lot of things that I've seen. I looked her up. Um, she was in Murder on the Orient Express, uh-huh. and I believe she won a Tony Award for Driving Miss Daisy. Yes. Yes. And she's, she's in... Natasha Richardson and Jolie Richardson's mother.
0: Yes. Yeah. She was in Letters to Juliet and Atonement. Thank you. that That's what the two I wrote down.
1: Okay. Which I definitely remember seeing Letters to Juliet with you. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen Atonement, though.
0: It's a depressing movie. <laughs> I watched it by myself. Mm-hmm. You were working on Graveyards we living in the apartment. And I watched it because it had James McAvoy and Kira Knightley.
1: I do love me some McAvoy.
0: And Sir Ronan. Ooh. A young, very young Sir Ronan. Um... <laughs> She was I think that was like her first like famous movie. I'm just
1: laughing about when my brother asked if her name was one word. <laughs> That's what I was laughing. At. Ronan.
0: Ronin. Yeah, um, He's like
1: is it just one word?
0: <laughs> and yeah, it's a depressing movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my next one is James Cromwell, mm-hmm. who plays Alan Rittenhouse and he is the secretary of treasury who retires randomly early and it kind of gets Jenny on the story, thinking that there's some sort of affair scandal happening within the White House. Mm-hmm. But she unwittingly happens upon this bigger story about... Fun fact, there's a comet yeah. heading
1: towards the Earth. <laughs> was he in Babe? Is he the, the main person in Babe?
0: He might have been, but I wrote down he he was the villain in Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. And he was in the Green Mile. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But those are the two things that I can place him oh excuse me and by excuse me i hit the table i don't know why i said excuse me <laughs> like, I, I was like like i burped did, or something like, did you just fart <laughs> who is your next one
1: uh my next one was maximilian shell uh, uh he played Ginny's dad jason yeah. and i'm gonna go to his wikipedia real quick because i totally forgot everything that he was in because I didn't write it down.
0: I looked at his IMBD and uh, I could tell he must have been pretty famous like back in the day because all of his pictures were from when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like then you were probably like old Hollywood if your main pictures are, you know, yeah, really young.
1: Looks like he won the Academy Award for Best Actor back in 1961 for Judgment at Nuremberg. Okay. And then he also won a Golden Globe and he's won an Emmy He looks like he was pretty famous. Yeah. So, starred in a movie with Brando called The Freshman.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Do you ever think, because I couldn't pick that guy out of a lineup, do you think in 30 years there's going to be people that are our age talking about some random actor that was really popular for, like, a couple years, but then kind of...
1: Like a Josh Hartnett? Yeah. That would be a good one that I could see. Like, he still acts, but he...
0: Was everywhere for a second.
1: Yeah, for like a five-year period, he was uber famous. Yeah, and then yeah, I I definitely think that's going to happen to some actors. There's people that are timeless, like Leo and Brad Pitt.
0: Well, they like surpassed their household names. Yeah,
1: and... where they're not going to be bit parts in action movies, but there's going to be some people that were that are really famous yeah. for us. But yeah, I like I'm gonna I'm going bank on Josh Hartnett.
0: And I I sometimes I even think about. People that are super uber popular right now, mm-hmm. and if in ten years they're going to still be that way, or if they're going to be one of those people that just like fade in and out of obscurity.
2: I
1: I don't want to be the negative person and think <laughs> that about people, but I know there's going to be people like that. You Who's know? your
0: guess on? Because <laughs> you know? there's people
1: the the High School Musical people. Okay. Like, uh, ten years ago they were household names. Right now, I don't know. Ashley Tisdale's not a huge name. No. And in 10 years, is she still going to be even acting or stuff like that?
0: That's or, true. Or getting I guess parts. Zac Efron, out of all those guys, yeah. are probably the most notable household name. Definitely. That's true.
1: Now I feel bad because I'm like crapping on people that I, I don't even know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we do here on Ruining Our Childhood. That's what we do. I don't know any of these actors. My next one mm-hmm. was Richard Schiff? Schife? Schiff. Schiff? <laughs> I don't know. He plays Leo's dad, mm-hmm. and he's from the West Wing and The Good Doctor, and he's been in a bunch of TV shows and movies. But I think he's um, more famous for the West Wing. Okay. So.
1: I He wasn't even on my list. Oh. Yeah. One of the parents that was on my list is Denise Crosby, who played Sarah's mom.
0: Okay, yeah. She did look familiar.
1: She's Bing Crosby's granddaughter. Oh. So she's pretty famous there um she in big thing was she played tasha yar on star trek the next generation she was in like 27 episodes still acts she was a series regular on suits
0: okay yeah i was gonna look her up but then i was like i'm getting overwhelmed by the amount of people in this cast yeah i mean it's it's gonna happen because it is a ensemble type story like multiple storylines they're all dealing with the same event but they're you know there's too many people
1: i hate when they don't bring them all together which they don't they don't like there's no scene where morgan freeman you know interacts with elijah wood
0: yeah tia leone does interact with morgan freeman but she doesn't interact with i guess robert duvall's character who i'll say i guess is next robert duvall do you want me to just name all the people on his nasa team (laughs) because there's a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, well,
1: the the NASA team who when they came on screen actually literally had to pause the movie because the NASA team is like five famous actors.
0: Yeah, uh John Favreau, mm-hmm. Mary McCormick, Yes. Ron Elard, who I think is a award winner. I believe so. For Drop Dead Fred. Mhm. I not a good one, I don't think. No. I think I I gave him my KG. Yeah, gave him the KG. Um, and blair underwood yeah and then there was a a russian actor or i don't even know if he was really russian i think he
1: was he played a, a russian astronaut yeah so yeah and john favreau happy hogan from all the marvel movies and directed iron man and iron man 2 yes mary mccormick played one of the astronauts and the big thing i remember her from is playing howard stern's wife in private parts
0: okay. She had a show on USA. Yes, she did. I she can't remember She played what like, a,
1: like a spy.
0: Yeah, like a CIA agent wonder, or something like that. It's not burn
1: notice. No, but that's it was, a different it show. It was one of those.
0: Uh, I can see her. And she's been in like bit parts and a bunch of things. And then Blair Underwood's Blair Underwood. I don't... <laughs> Google him.
1: In plain sight.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. There you go. <laughs> one of those USA shows <laughs> that is. Got a weird generic title. Yeah. Who was your next one?
1: Ooh, let me get back to my thing and get off of Mary McCormick's Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, my next one was Mark Moses, who played one of Jenny's co-workers at MSNBC. And I kept looking at him thinking he was Ted Stryker from Airplane, because mm. he looked like him, and he was just in Homeward Bound for us. But he played, I believe his name's Duck Phillips on Mad Men okay. And he was on Desperate Housewives.
0: Yeah, Mad Men. <laughs> okay, I know who you're talking about. He was the younger one? Yeah. Is he the one that threw the stick down and was like figures and walked out? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He was one of the ones, I think there was two other people in the newsroom, my, maybe three, that I didn't even name because I was like, they look familiar and I probably could find their names, but they did barely had a line yeah. and I was just like, I, I don't have the time right now. <laughs> i don't get this This dad. isn't called well hello there <laughs> podcast <laughs> it's just an hour of cameos
1: just naming famous actors that were in this movie
0: yeah who was your next one Kurtwood smith mm-hmm. played otis who was basically like the head of nasa control is that yes. what it's called i don't know basically um, yeah red foreman from that 70s show i mean come on
1: if you've ever met my father he's the living embodiment of red foreman
0: yeah Yes. He will call you a dumbass (laughs) very easily. No. And he was more recently on The Ranch. And he's been in a bunch of movies and Mm -hmm. such stuff. Never watched The Ranch. Yeah. I know
1: it's got Dax Shepard on it, and I like him.
0: (laughs) Well, I think he's on it now. Yes.
1: He replaced uh, Danny Masterson.
0: Yeah. Awkward. Awkward. Awkward.
1: Very awkward.
0: But Ashton Kutcher's on it. Yeah. Uh Oh, why is uh, Kuthbert? Yes. Ooh, we like yeah we like all those people happy endings good show
2: mm-hmm.
1: my next one which i came to find out was the person ashley was so excited for me to see there is a very young jason Doring in this who plays ironically enough jason
0: <laughs> they're like we're not gonna change your name
1: <laughs> who is one of uh leo and sarah's classmates yes and jason Doring is logan eccles from veronica mars yeah you know, he's we're, a he's a household name in our house we're big fans yes. we're big
0: fans and he was so
1: he like had pimples on yeah. his face he he's was... kind of chubby he had uh, a bad bowl cut
0: yeah. uh. oh god he's so good looking now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a good one My next one was Michael Winters, Mm -hmm. who I believe is just listed as NASA guy (laughs) on the credits. Uh But he plays uh, Taylor Dosey from Gilmore Girls. Who I didn't even recognize. He doesn't have a beard. Yes.
1: And he's, you know. Not annoyed. Seven (laughs) or eight years younger than what he was on Gilmore Girls.
0: Only like two years, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't recognize him probably for the lack of beard.
0: I was trying to look up somebody else's name, and I happened upon his name. I was like, that name looks familiar. And I clicked on it, and it was him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I must have missed him. But then all literally like two seconds later, he was on screen. I was like, oh, okay. Did you have anybody else? Yeah. My last
1: one is Christopher Darga, mm-hmm. who is literally just credited as section leader He was the person that boarded the bus when they get to Missouri, (laughs) and he he just kind of talks. Yeah, and that's what I was like, oh, this guy looks really familiar. I looked him up. He was in Bruce Almighty, and Dude Wears My Car, he's a bit actor. But something I didn't know about him is, do you remember the show Most Extreme Elimination? It was that MXC. It was on Spike TV. It was a Japanese show where they dubbed it over in English and they would just make fun of everything. Yes. He is the voice of Kenny Blankenship, who was essentially like the main character of that show. Oh, interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. It was him and uh, Guy Ledouche and I forget what the other guy's name was.
0: But yeah. I barely remember that show. Yeah. Spike TV is not a channel anymore, right?
1: I think they changed the name to the Paramount Network.
0: Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, the last one I had, because we forgot to mention her, was uh, Lauren Innes, Innes, I-N-N-E-S. She played Beth, the news anchor that Jenny worked for. Mm-hmm. She's from ER. That's oh. like the main thing I remember her from. Okay. And she's like like one of the main people on ER. Oh, nice. So apparently they really liked their ER cast in 1998, which made sense because I'm pretty sure it was one of the TV shows you mentioned was the top Yes. TV show of the yeah. year.
1: God, ER was huge.
0: It was huge.
1: Yeah. And this would at 98, that Clooney would have still been on it.
0: Yeah. It was like four years in, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Or three years in.
1: I, fun fact, never watched an episode of ER.
0: Oh, I loved it. I, yeah. I stopped watching it like after like five, six years. Mm-hmm. I think probably after George Clooney. Yeah.
1: You, you bailed. Way yeah.
0: to go. But, you know, like we said it before, it was a lot easier to get out of shows because you had no way of watching them if you were if, busy
1: if you missed the episode and you didn't record it
0: on a vhs
1: Can it god help you if it's not if it's episodic and it's you know if you miss one episode you're gonna be kind of lost because yeah. there's actual storylines to follow
0: i think er kind of weaved in and out kind of like uh law and order where they did focus on like the doctors and stuff personal stuff but it but they also really mostly focused on like the patients and mm-hmm. Like the one episode arc type thing. But it's been such a long time since I watched it.
1: But uh, the episode you would miss, that would be the one where, fun fact, one of them got shot.
0: That's true. And that (laughs) happened. Yeah. Was it, uh, what was the actress that was always in all of the, like, Lifetime movies? Kelly Martin? Yeah. She dies, spoiler alert. way to go. No, I'm not going to watch it. No, I don't know. (laughs) Are (laughs) you going to watch it?
1: No, I'm not going to watch it.
0: Did you have anybody else? We mentioned Morgan Freeman, right? So that...
1: we, Yes, and <laughs> Morgan Freeman's been on and, a lot of things.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if we have to elaborate on Morgan Freeman.
1: No. Are you ready to move on to our next category?
0: Yes. The next category is called, kids would call it a throwback, we call it the prime of our teens. And in Ryan's case, four teens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see what you did
0: there. Um, fashion Offensive jokes and date of references. I have to be honest, I don't have a lot in this category.
1: Me neither. I got the technology on lockdown for the next, but...
0: There was a lot of technology. Yeah. The fashion, it was basic 90s fashion. Yes. Tia Leone's character wore a lot of pants, suit, Mm -hmm. skirt combos.
1: And, And Lili Zobieski had some bad choppy bangs. Yes. Which we probably all did at that point.
0: I had some bangs that I remember in sixth grade when they were really popular, like the really like curled, yeah, voluminous bangs, Mm -hmm. like, and then I let mine grow out too much, so then they kind of swept inside and girls made fun of me for it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not holding it against them. No. Years later.
1: If you saw them, you wouldn't say, fuck you. And then just pretend you don't know them. That's what I would do. (laughs) That's what I would do. Yeah. I, I didn't have Obviously, bad female bangs, but I had the worst bowl cut you've ever seen. I've seen it. Yeah. Like, I I couldn't get the part down the middle like everybody had, so mine just, everything went forward. And it looked
0: bad. But then when I got older and I
1: grew up my hair, totally parted down the middle. I just didn't try hard enough.
0: So, Ryan's hair right now is super long because he hasn't gotten a haircut, and I've trimmed it up a little on the side so it doesn't look completely crazy but i can see your hair when there's a lot of volume on top it it doesn't know what to do yeah so that would make sense that it just kind of was like i'm just gonna fall forward mm-hmm. yeah it looks nice today though
1: thank you and just imagine how much hair i had when i was a teenager yeah <laughs> yes
0: that's a lot of hair yes yes did you have any offensive jokes or dated references
1: i didn't have any offensive jokes but they're my dated references at the be- very beginning of the movie This guy realizes there's a comet coming towards Earth. Right. And he quickly gets in his car and he's going to drive to mail this thing to uh, the planetary department to let him know. And he gets hit by a semi-truck and the semi-truck driver was drinking Jolt Cola.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that.
1: Yes, which I remember me and my brother drinking a six-pack of it and going to like a lock-in at this... It was like a all night thing where uh, we went and played mini golf and batting cages and we drank a bunch of jilt cola to stay awake. I don't Was know it why. a
0: church thing?
1: It was.
0: I figured. I mean, there wasn't a lot of lock-ins that weren't church.
1: Yeah. But luckily all my friends were there because they would all just go to the fun things the church did. <laughs> None of them were Catholic.
0: <laughs> Same, man. Yeah, I didn't really have anything. I did put... So at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert, they are able to blow up the comet Uh but there's still one piece that they had separated earlier yes and still heading for earth hits the atlantic ocean and new york is inevitably the first to be engulfed in the water
1: it's a complete loss
0: yeah but they do show the twin towers which is a a dated reference in a way because this is obviously pre-9-11 yeah so it's it's, it's weird Yeah. When you see it in movies.
1: I was gonna say when we watch SVU or some friends always had clips of it, and you're like, Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. that? So but that's all I had. I think honestly, and I wrote it down in this section, was I realized the movie doesn't have a lot of dialogue. It's mostly scenes of people reacting to bad news after bad news. After bad news. <laughs> yes. And a lot of dramatic music. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of, like, references to Mm -mm. have. Do you want to move on?
1: Yes, we shall. Our next category, we're going to go ahead and get our three-and-a-half-inch floppy disk out so we can save the image of the comet coming to the (laughs) United States and mail it to the Department of Planetary Science...
0: And talk about some technology. There was a lot of technology, especially in that first few scenes. And I thought about how our last couple movies didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. And this one had way more than we've had in a long time. Yeah. But like you said, the guy gets the information from Elijah Wood's character's science, uh, teacher. science teacher. And he transfers the information to the floppy disk, which is amazing. Yes. And then he basically has to mail the floppy disk to yes. the government agency he's trying to reach. And that's insane because I'm like, why don't can't you just email the image? I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> apparently that's not a thing. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, they're going to find
1: out about this in a week.
0: Yeah. Nowadays, we would have found out in 10 seconds. I don't know if we would have done anything with that information. No. But, you know, maybe things could have been avoided more if... Yeah. They didn't have to use snail mail to... And then the guy ends up crashing his car, so it, it that delays the whole thing.
1: But they did have like a year. Yeah. Which is insane.
0: Well, I was looking at the trivia and the timeline is, uh, it's 1998 when, when Elijah Wood and his classmates find the comet. Mm-hmm. And then it's a year later when they announce it to the world that there is a comet. And then they say they have a year. So it's like in a span of two years, oh, this wow. movie. Did you have anything else for this category?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of the stuff you would expect, the old cell phones and boxy televisions and old computers. But one thing that I thought was funny is when teleon's character is trying to figure out what this L is. Yeah. She does a Google search and her first search which it wasn't Google, it was web browser search or something like that. Yeah. Her first search turned up four responses, <laughs> and the next search turned up one. Yes. You can't search anything on the internet and get one response.
0: You'd have to search, like, incoherent gibberish for them to be like, there's nothing.
1: And even that would get you five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I did think it was funny that she Googled, because when she's still on this this uh quest to find like this person that she thinks is having an affair with either the president or the secretary of treasury mm-hmm. she thinks their name is Ellie mm-hmm. and so it's E L E which stands for extinction level event yes and i thought maybe they should have named it something else that wasn't so google google <laughs> google google apple
2: googleable yeah yeah
0: yeah that's that's not a word but you know what i mean i know
1: it'll be a word in 10 years
0: i mean it kind of is yeah you know she just searched it and it took like two seconds to figure out that that's what they were talking about yeah but yeah i just i just like
1: amazing yeah i was gonna say i just like
0: that she could and also i'll say this she got some quick responses they would have been on dial-up that's true (laughs) but maybe you know because she works for msnbc oh yeah they got the high tech stuff.
1: They got the broadband.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? But it was pretty bad, like the whole sh- search engine. Yeah. I didn't like going back to the beginning scene where the the astronomer is going to mail the pictures. And the reason he gets into croxon is because he's trying to dial on his brick cell phone. Yes. And he's trying to dial and he's looking at his cell phone and, you know, yeah. crashes yeah. in with the truck and distracted driving guys
1: I think back to you know 10 years ago people had wireless headsets that they yeah. would wear when they're driving it's like nowadays like every car has bluetooth
0: yeah you don't need that it doesn't that. always work very well but it's mm. there
1: it's there yeah.
0: sometimes I have to yell to get you <laughs> to hear me but Ryan's
1: you think... deaf
0: no no it has nothing to do with you it's our car like yeah, you think 2020 would be a lot better yeah. you know did you have anything else I did not Okay. I thought I had something else, but I realized I put something in the wrong category. <laughs> I did want to note that the musical score is very, very dramatic. <laughs> and they use the same same thing over and over again.
1: It was at times so out of place how dramatic it was. Like yeah. We talked about when Jenny's doing her search to figure out what ELE is. The music they were playing was like... So intense, yeah. And you're like, calm down.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. It was uh, it was a little too much at times. Yeah, yeah. Even in 1998, they didn't know what like subtle was. I (laughs) guess I don't know.
1: We have nice background music. Super intense. Those are the only options we have.
0: Yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes, we shall. The next category is called "Is it even good?" Where we talk about the plot and plot holes, and we talk about our funniest and cringiest moments of the movie. What did you think about the plot?
1: Well, I guess a comet could hit our Earth at any point, flood the eastern seaboard. What I don't understand is sending the astronauts into outer space, and they make like one attempt at blowing up the comet, and they were up there for like they, with plenty of time, where, yeah, things didn't work out try again
0: yeah i'm not quite sure why they didn't try again because they obviously had more uh missiles yeah but maybe it's because they lost spoiler alert john favreau's character dies
1: yes he does
0: and well i mean he could still be alive they just left him there <laughs> floating tastes- in space um but maybe that's why i don't know like they felt like it was too dangerous to try again
2: yeah
0: i and they had to wait for the sun to go down. I don't know. It's a whole thing. That part
1: was very convoluted to me. And I was like, really? But I, I just, you would have thought every country in the world would have been trying to do this. Yeah. Do this. Like, I know Russia was just... working with us. Yeah. But, okay, so the first one didn't work. Like, you need to try again. This could literally be the end of the world.
0: Right. That's like, true. Yeah. I mean, they did. Yeah. I guess instead of saying, like, is the plot believable? I thought, felt like the better question was, like... Is not so much the actual plot believable of there's a comet head for Earth, but how like people reacted to it. And I thought that in that sense, it was pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Like the chaos that ensues when they are unsuccessful and there's like martial law and yeah. people are kind of going nuts. I felt like it probably could be worse. Yeah. But I guess we were only following like a small amount of people. Mm hmm. In their journey through it, but I did like how the the drastic change in a, a Leo's neighborhood. It was like this like nice neighborhood suburb, and then by the end, it was like completely trashed. Yeah. it looked deserted and
1: just dogs left behind.
0: Yeah, poor puppies. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just I I thought like I guess they did a good job of showing the chaos that would happen. Yeah, if if something like this or if we knew it was the end of the world, it was there was only like a week left. I don't know. I'd go nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I. don't think I would be that calm.
0: Uh well, we can talk about it in plot holes, but I did have like a a little note about the calmness of some of the the main cast. So like Tia Leone and her father. Like she has a whole thing with her dad. She's just not happy with him. She wants them to get back together with his her mom. Yeah. Which I'm like, how old are you? Even are you though 12?
1: yeah, <laughs> she's gonna parent trap him. Uh even though they he had just gotten married.
0: Yeah. And she even said it to him in front of his new wife. Yeah. Like, they don't explain what happened between her parents, really, other than, like, he probably left her for a younger woman, I'm guessing, because she hates her dad. But at the end of the movie, she's like, her mom had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. They don't really say it exactly, but she totally did because she wasn't picked. And, you know, one of the rules was anybody over 50 was not going to be picked, which is Shitty, but I guess not surprising.
1: I was gonna say I did think that was kind of insane that they only can take a million people, and the unless you were like a doctor or an astronaut or some sort of worker like that, if you were over fifty, you weren't even considered.
0: You know what they did say a million people, and the math didn't add up for me. They said that two hundred thousand people would be scientists and people that could help us get through. Yeah. Restarting the world, basically, and then eight thousand, 000...
1: eight hundred.
0: Oh, I thought they said eight thousand. No, people were being picked by random. I was like, "What the
2: fuck? <laughs> what?
0: What is it?" You said the thing can hold a million people, and it sounded that makes like so much more sense.
1: It sounded like they said every country was kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. So there was gonna be, you know, essentially just a million Americans, or maybe do fifty thousand people in the UK that were all put into a bunker and these people are gonna restart the world. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm glad I was just like, What's what's happening to the rest of them? <laughs> like, you said there's room for a million and you're only taking two hundred thousand, eight hundred and eight thousand? Yeah. You're like, oh, that's, that's I can't say numbers. Apparently. What was one of your plot holes?
1: We talked about the situation with the astronauts and why there wasn't another attempt at, or repeated attempts at blowing up the comet. The other part about the astronauts that that I thought was interesting is when they have their, you know, lift off and they go, they're just in polo shirts in the cockpit. They're not in, like, spacesuits or anything. I thought that was odd.
0: (laughs) It's casual day at NASA.
1: (laughs) But then, obviously, when they go... And land on the comet. They're in big, huge suits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. That's yeah. a little weird. Because mm-hmm. every other movie you've seen, or they're in... Space suits. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? One of the things that I thought was pretty funny was... So, obviously, Leo is the first one to discover that it's not a star or a planet or anything. Like, he discovers it. His teacher sends the picture to an astronomer. And the astronomer discovers, like, oh, this thing could hit Earth. But, of course, the astronomer dies in that car accident. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the government, when they're announcing it to the world, they think that Leo's an astronomer that also died in the car accident. So they call it Wolf. What's his last name? Biederman. Yeah. And I guess, like, the government's like, we're not going to check on that. See if there's only one body in the wreckage. But cool. <sighs> we're not going to do our research on that. And nah. it turns out it's a like a 15 year old boy.
1: Yeah the whole car accident scene is a bit over the top like when the when it's like rolling down the yeah. embankment and then it burst into a massive fireball like
0: right away yeah
1: and like you said so the, you think two people died but you only recovered or did you recover a second set of bones
0: yeah they never explain how so obviously the picture or the package the floppy that's exploded in the wreckage. I guess whoever like replaced him at the astronomy tower maybe found the information yeah. again, but they never explained how they got the information.
1: I could see maybe he left his computers on or something. And yeah. Came in and they're like, oh, but yeah, no, they don't. They don't explain that no. at all. Another one you brought it up, but I'm gonna steal it. Was you would think they would evacuate, you know, the eastern seaboard.
0: Right. Basically, at the beginning of the movie, after it jumps one year, they announce uh, Morgan Freeman's character, President Beck, announces that you know, there's a comet coming for Earth, but we we have a plan in place to essentially explode it. And if that doesn't work, we have a plan B. I don't even know if he said they had a plan B. Mm-hmm. They were really just hoping that the first plan would work out. But they said how they would assume that it's going to hit, you know, the ocean. It could send a huge tsunami. Yeah, So wouldn't you want to, especially when you kind of knew after like a couple months that their plan had failed. Yeah. And you knew the stuff was headed towards, wouldn't you want to evacuate slowly? Get people away from there. Yeah.
1: Because I do know he does get up there and say like when they have blown up the comet and made it two separate comets. He's like the one part's going to hit in the ocean and he says it's going to eliminate New York and Boston blah 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 and then the second comet's due to hit western Canada and that one's going to essentially wipe out life because he was like we're gonna have two years of darkness plant life's gonna die and all this but I'm going put out a precaution maybe you just go hey guys on the east coast let's uh get away from there
0: or we're just you know if we know something in 2020 is people don't believe in stuff until until it personally affects them so yeah, then those the- people that were walking down down a street in new york yeah. reading a newspaper <laughs> while the tidal wave <laughs> is crashing into, them. into
2: it uh,
0: they're probably like man maybe i should evacuate <laughs> oh i'm dead <laughs> that's pretty much i mean there's probably more plot holes but that was most of the ones that i had same What was your funniest line or moment and was it meant to be funny?
1: (laughs) It was not. You kind of mentioned it when the big tsunami is rolling through NYC and people are just walking. Yeah. But the highlight for me is there's an old guy just sitting on a bench reading a newspaper and then he gets just waylaid by a 3,000 foot tall wave. He did. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. You, you have to think that if you're somebody over 50, at this point, you're just like, what whatevs.
1: That's true. You're like, well, they said I'm not worth loving.
0: I'm going to just enjoy my day, mm-hmm. read my paper like I always do.
1: The parallels between being a 50-year-old in Deep Impact and being a 70-year-old in our current world are uh, stunning.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, there are some parallels you could mm-hmm. draw. Mine was just... At one point, Leo, when he proposes to Sarah, because he his family gets uh, selected mm-hmm. to be one of the people that goes into the mines in Missouri, which I'm like, they have no guarantee that place is going to be safe if the NASA team didn't sacrifice themselves to explode the large comet. Yeah. I, I just don't see how that would have worked out. But anyway, he's like, I'm the famous Leo Bitterman. B- is it Bitterman? Bitterman, Beeterman, Beeterman, yeah. and I haven't used my fame for anything. It just kind of was a silly line. Yeah. And rewatching this movie, like we said, they aren't really very much in the movie. No, his storyline doesn't really interact with anybody else that much. So it was just kind of stupid. But I don't know, it just made me chuckle.
1: It's almost like a, a Harry Potter line of "I'm
0: the chosen one." Yeah.
1: <laughs> I haven't used my fame for anything.
0: Lily, they so, yes, should hit him with a book. <laughs> Exactly. What was yours? Or what was your cringiest? (laughs) There you go. I keep going
1: back to the Messiah space stuff. Uh Because there's uh, quite a bit where I thought they did a decent job at simulating people on a spacecraft. And they're kind of just floating around on the spacecraft a little bit. But there was a scene where I felt like they turned gravity on and off. Where Blair Underwood is standing... And then all of a sudden, they hit the button, turned the gravity off, and Blair Underwood's legs float out from underneath him. So he's kind of doing this thing. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, go ahead and turn it back off. And he was back to standing. Yeah. What are you guys doing?
0: (laughs) What's happening? Are you guys in space? Are you not in space? Yeah. Like, this is just cringy. Mine was also something that happened on the spaceship uh, when Captain Tanner, uh, Robert Duvall, tells the the Russian NASA... Scientist, he's like, sit down, sit down, it's going to be okay. After they're leaving Mm -hmm. Jon Favreau's character to die. Yes. But he just, the way he whispered it, he's like, sit down, sit Sit down. down. It was just, I was like, what? It's going to be okay. It's like he was talking to a child. Yeah. Uh, We're going to
1: talk about that again in a little bit. Oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Mm.
1: Uh, I'll save it.
0: I did. I I did want to touch on the CGI. I thought actually the CGI did was very good.
1: Yeah, it wasn't Um, bad, with the exception of the comet. Yes. Because the comet a lot of times just looked like it was a picture. Yeah. There was. I don't know what I would assume. Comet should look like a flame ball, and there was a lot of times where you just see it. I'm like, there's. It just looks like it's somebody took a picture of it and dragged it through outer space. It's like, what is that?
0: I did think, like, the spaceship for the most part was really good, the mm-hmm. flying through space. But when they did land on the comet, that's when it got a little dicey. Yeah. But I thought even the waves weren't bad. No. They didn't look too cheesy. No. Uh
1: uh-uh. um, I but... didn't give them enough credit. I was very skeptical and I thought they were going to be crappy CGI, and yeah. it was
0: not. I'm assuming this movie costs a lot of money in the CGI department if it yeah. still looks good 22. well like
1: you said they kind of saved some money on the screenwriting department and put all <laughs> yeah. the money into the cgi
0: i do feel like the only people that had a large amount of lines were T. Leone and morgan freeman yes and morgan freeman i just was renaming him president bad news because he was literally <laughs> always giving bad news that's true <laughs> except for the very end when he gives some good news yeah when he's Slight good news. Yeah. I mean, we lost a bunch of people in cities, but we didn't all die. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we're okay. Could you imagine Trump giving all those speeches I with don't the even, same I don't even amount of empathy?
1: It. Yeah, no, no.
2: <laughs> I just... God.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he would somehow make the comment try to reword it as if it's a success that it's coming to hit hey it chose earth that means earth is number one
1: he'd call a fox and friends talk to him about it <laughs> he'd
0: be like you know it could have chosen any planet but it chose to hit ours <laughs> that should show you something Ugh.
1: or he'd make it about himself and yeah they came at. they're coming the comet's hitting the earth to get him
0: yeah it's gonna hit new york yeah. and that's where i'm from <laughs> So, anyway, did you have anything else that you wanted to No, I do not. Should we move on?
1: Yes. As always, it is award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. We give out two awards every week, the first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting.
0: Whom did you give your award to? So this cast is very, very large. Yes. There's people that weren't Knocking it out of the park. Mm -hmm. But I end up giving mine to the actor Gary Wernz. Okay. He played Chuck, which was Sarah's dad. Yes. And he he had a couple lines. It was very monotone. There was a scene when they were getting on the bus or getting picked up. And their whole plan was if they got married, Sarah and Leo, that her and her whole family could come. Yes. She is a like a baby I don't, I don't even know baby sister or brother i don't even
1: think they <laughs>
0: elaborate
1: i think it was a baby brother but i'm not sure
0: they have a baby and she has her parents and essentially the national guard or whatever they are said like oh only your wife can come and your your parents and your mm-hmm. little sister but they're arguing they're like we're not on the list and he's like we're not on the list and i was just like what he was so monotone. Mm. And and then I thought he was kind of a crappy parent because right then and there, he should have insisted that his daughter get on the bus to ensure her survival. Yes. And he was just like, she was like, I'm not leaving without you. And he's like, okay. Yeah. you didn't say it like that. But I think I was trying to mention before, but I might have got sidetracked with the plot hole, was of where Tia Leone and her dad were kind of like stoic and they were just like, ah, we're going to die together. Yeah. He, him and his wife did a very similar thing. Where everybody else is, like, running for their lives mm-hmm. and on this busy highway. Him and his wife were just, like, looking at each other and, like, accepting their fates.
1: And they're just like, we should probably hug and kiss. Call it good.
0: Yeah. Which, it's like, I don't know. Would you be the one that dies with dignity? Or would you be the one be like, I need to run? I don't know.
1: I'd like to think we'd be running. Trying, at least. And not just going. I
0: would have been, like, Vanessa Redgrave and already axed myself at <laughs> <by> that point, <laughs> oh. so... Especially if I was over that age, I'd be like, I'm going to get super drunk and, I don't know, do something.
1: <laughs> this is called Suicide Tales with Rooney childhood.
0: Rob a liquor store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe rob like a jewelry store just for the heck of
1: it. I mean, what's, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? Put me in jail?
0: Yeah. His last line was him saying, Peterman. <laughs> that was his last line. Peterman. Yeah. When he saw the comment, he's like, Peterman. <laughs> but, yeah, he wasn't great. No. Who was yours? I
1: went a little more famous, and I gave mine to Robert
0: Duvall. I had a feeling when you yeah. said you were going to talk about it later.
1: You, you kind of went right to where I was going with the Russian astronaut wants him to go back and try to save Gus, and he's just, yeah, sit down. Sit down. It's okay. Like, his reaction didn't come close to matching the gravity
0: See what I did there?
1: Of the situation. Uh, and not to mention, you you kind of said the writing in this movie is very thin. Yeah. And I actually thought there was a shit ton of bad acting. Where whenever it was an emotional scene, nobody brings it.
0: That's true.
1: The astronauts are saying goodbye to their families. Like, you know, they know they're going to do a suicide mission. None of them are crying.
0: Yeah. Like, what the hell? They're not sure they're doing a suicide mission.
1: When they bring them into NASA uh-huh. to say goodbye, I thought there was the implication. Like, oh, they
0: know Oh, I thought you were saying when they were saying goodbye to the families before they got on the shuttle.
1: No, no. I'm talking about like...
0: When they decide yes. to make it a suicide mission. Yes. Yeah, for sure. The fact that they even had a discussion on whether or not to do it was kind of dumb because I felt like either you go home uh-huh. and you're going to die. Yes. Because there's this huge comet headed towards Earth. Or you sacrifice the five of yourselves. Yeah. And save a bunch of people. I think it's not a tough call.
1: It's not. You already blinded the one guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. You Ron- already lost <laughs> another guy. Yeah. Ron Allard can't
1: see. You lost John Favreau. What are you coming back for?
0: Yeah. Oh. And, and there's no indication that they were going to beat it. No. Either.
1: Like, you could... By them sacrificing themselves, they literally saved
0: millions, millions of lives. Yeah, that's true.
1: But they the, still
0: had to have a discussion about it yeah. for some reason. Who was your? Oh, should we move on? Yes, we shall. Okay. The next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. And honestly, I wish Tom Hanks was in this movie. <laughs> there were so many people in this movie. Yeah. Um, who was your pick?
1: I gave it to Morgan Friedman. You kind of mentioned earlier. He is the antithesis of what we have as an actual president. He was calm in the face of danger. He was a reassuring figure to the country, which is what you need. Yeah. When we had very recently civil unrest in our country, our president hid in the bunker. That's true. And then nobody wanted to hear from him. Whereas you should be able to turn to your president and, you know, at least have some reassurance and at least they're going to say the right things. Yeah. And I felt like I kind of said earlier, there wasn't a lot of great acting. He was at least a believable president to me yeah. in this. Or at least what I know to be belie- a believable president. But
0: uh, I agree. I just liked all of his parts because I felt like he was very informative, too. Yeah. I didn't give it to him. I almost gave it to him. But I actually gave it to T Leone. And it was just because she's obviously m- the main character, mm-hmm. I would say, or one of them.
1: I would say she was the main character.
0: And she's the one that brought the story to light. Mm-hmm. And I-, I did like her character a little bit. I mean, she was kind of selfish at times, but she kind of like unwil- unwittingly fell into this role of like she got a promotion because she randomly fell into this story. Yeah. And then. <laughs> What was the name of her segment? It was like Earth Rescue with Jenny Lerner, <laughs> which was really cheesy. But I thought like she was had the m- most dialogue other than Morgan Freeman, I would mm-hmm. say. And I, I, I think she's just like a, a likable character for the most part. And she just sacrificed herself to save Beth and her cute child that's always hanging around the office. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's always there. Yeah. Because they, the, they did have like a daycare,
1: it looked like, there. Yeah. So.
0: Even though Beth was kind of a bitch to her because she got mad that she fell into the story and got to ask the present the first question after the news broke, and yeah, but I don't know, like I just thought she was one of the more likable characters. Exactly. But I agree with you that most of the movie was the acting was like meh, especially <laughs> for something that's supposed to be so dramatic. Yeah. It wasn't that great.
1: Like at the end of the day, the volume of acting you got was what you should expect from an action movie.
0: Yeah, so. for sure. And I I just wanted to ask you a question. Could you imagine trying to go on with life knowing that there's only a year left? Like that would at the be beginning, hard. yeah. At the beginning, Morgan Freeman, uh, President Beck says like business as usual mm-hmm. because he we're going to froze th- prices so yeah. people couldn't gouge. Yeah,
1: which I did like.
0: Which they probably should have done in March here.
1: It would be very hard to, like, know in a year the world's going to be over.
0: Right? I would just be eating a lot of donuts.
1: (laughs) Get them carbs in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Carbs. But, yeah, I don't know what I would do. Like, because at first they have hope, right? Yeah. They have this hope that the NASA team's going to be successful. And then it all goes to shit
1: and then they're like but we do have a second option which is fire a bunch of missiles but we got to wait till it gets a lot closer before we do that Yeah. so we're not going to know till it's really the last minute whether or not this is going to work
0: and then and then he president bad news comes on and says <laughs> we we fucked up again i'm sorry my bad we suck we yeah. would have been fine in arizona though yeah which would also be true, I believe, in the day after tomorrow, because all the southern states don't freeze. Very so true. Very true. Apparently, Arizona is the best place to live, unless you're in a actual pandemic. <laughs> then it's not the best place to live. Then it's a uh, pretty,
1: pretty questionable.
0: But that has nothing to do with the actual region; more to do with the people here. But that I digress. <laughs> So yeah. When you
1: said Arizona would be a good place to live, I was literally thinking,
0: well, unless Doug
1: Ducey's your governor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Burn
0: on Doug Ducey. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Should we answer the question, the question that we ask
1: mm-hmm.
0: every episode? Does this movie hold up, and what do you think?
1: I thought it was going to be the CGI that was going to be the undoing of this movie, and I was happily wrong. It was not the CGI. It was the terrible acting and crappy writing. Aw. Because I felt like, like you said, there's a lot of, hey, the world's ending. When Leo says goodbye to his family at the caves in Missouri, they don't even put up a fight. They're like, yeah, you go on, Leo. You go. You leave us. That's fine. You you
0: go get your 15-year-old bride. (laughs) Yeah. Same
1: thing. When when Sarah says goodbye to her parents, they're like, take your baby brother. We'll see you later.
0: That was... To me, more realistic because they have this small hope that they're gonna outrun the the impending doom.
1: Okay. I'll give you that. But I felt like like I said, that when the NASA astronauts are saying goodbye, nobody's crying. You got Robert Duvall who's just telling whispering to children. <laughs> the acting was terrible.
0: I yeah. I still thought it was a watchable movie for myself though. Okay. I think it's it's still got that like I don't know, creepy factor that I talked about earlier where I have this feeling like this could happen and it would happen this way. You know?
1: That part I agree. But So do you think it held up?
0: I'm on the fence, but I would say no because like you said, after rewatching it I realized how much how many scenes there are people listening to either Tia Leone's character or Morgan Freeman's character give them bad news mm-hmm. and just people looking sad and silent. Yeah. And sometimes no emotion at all.
2: <laughs> Very true.
0: Um, I don't know. But overall, I could see myself watching it again in a couple of years. But... I, could,
1: I could watch it again, but I just I didn't think it held up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I also said it didn't hold up. So um, what are we arguing about? Right.
1: You were more defending it than I was where I was just like
0: the acting was shitty. I was on the fence. I will. Full disclosure. I was on the fence when we started recording mm-hmm. right now. And,
1: and then we crapped on it for about 40 minutes yes. and now you're like,
0: okay, it's not that good. Yeah. Okay. It, it could have been better.
1: Yeah. The thing that kind of sealed it for me was it was hard to pick a bad actor because there was so many where, and then it was hard to pick a good actor because there was so few. Okay. That was part of my issue.
0: Okay, Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> anybody's confused we both agree this movie does not hold up cool. but if we're going off by our scale that we still haven't figured out a scale for it, it it's less biodome yes and closer to homeward bound yes oh we should come up with a scale that's like that based on all of the movies we've done the that, worst that's- to the best
1: because yeah, I would say a league say of
0: their own is probably the
1: best. A league of their own or dazed and confused was mm-hmm. really high up there, and then I don't know that there's a worse one than biodome. <sighs> it was pretty bad. cruel intentions was pretty fucking bad too. Uh,
0: speak for yourself. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what I gave that.
1: Hmm. But I, and uh, yeah, it's not even close. Biodome's hands down the worst we've ever done.
0: Yeah. So yeah, thank you for listening to our nonsense. What are our uh? What's going to be the poll this week? I don't know. Okay. Let me check. Okay, I got it. Next week, it's a poll brought to you by Eddie Murphy.
2: Ooh.
0: And the choices are Dr. Dolittle mm-hmm. and the Nutty Professor.
1: I'm just looking forward to doing a well hello there for Nutty Professor <laughs> where it's just like Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy,
2: Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy playing um, everyone.
0: I feel like this is another one where we kind of just came together and like those are the two choices, yeah. but who are you going to throw your
1: my hat behind? Yeah. I'm I'm going behind the Nutty Professor. Okay. That's what I'm going behind.
0: I definitely Growing up, I liked Dr. little better, so that works out. Okay. Because Animals, obviously.
1: Yeah. They were both good movies from what I can remember. I remember seeing, seeing them in theaters and enjoying them, so I'm looking forward to whichever one wins. Because okay. also, I haven't seen either one in ages.
0: Yeah, I agree. I yeah. don't know the last time I saw Mm-mm. one. Well, sounds good. All so right. you can vote on that poll starring Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching listening watching listening to this you know months down the road we probably have a poll wednesday through saturday go check it out and vote because yeah. your vote matters
1: and get it it's going to be facebook and twitter and then on friday we throw it up on instagram yes so
0: on the stories yeah, the shows so thanks again for listening guys and we'll uh, you know talk to you later bye, bye.